0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and once again I'm joined by Mike Lyons. Hello Mike. Right,
1: Ant, how's it going?
0: Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you for joining us uh, for today's show. It's always so, good to be here. No, oh, thank you. So um, what we're going to talk about today um, is the growing rebellion uh, that's uh, happening um, in the UK with regards to all the government restrictions and uh, phony laws. that have been introduced um, since March here in the UK. And of course, um, we've been talking about coronavirus um, a lot here on Discerning Consciousness, but mainly, Mike, with regards to sort of uh, the online keyboard warrior community. And what we're going to talk about today is more of a kind of awakening or growing rebellion within so-called normal everyday mainstream society, really.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say it it does seem like more and more people are waking up um, due to the fact that the draconian measures that the government's trying to bring in, Mm. which doesn't seem to be, A, one, um, seem necessary, Mm. or secondly, that um,
0: they just seem ridiculous. Well, they're completely disproportionate, and I think we both, uh, probably like a lot of our listeners, thought that there would come a time that even uh, within the political class and even mainstream journalists, would at a certain point wake up to some de- degree and say, "Well, these measures are excessive." I think obviously a few months ago, when the death rates were um, more significant than they are now, but now, as we were checking the figures before we started today's show, we've had you know three months of very low daily death count. Very so rare. I think you know people, um, the political class, and as I said before, journalists, if they're reflecting upon that they're thinking well it doesn't make any sense and these measures as I said are far too disproportionate and I think that's what we're seeing now aren't we?
1: Yeah um, it's just ridiculous even though you know you got a a rise in the number of tests you're doing you see Mm. a rise in the number of cases but there's almost no rise in the number of deaths like you know it's maybe gone from like Five a day to like mm. what was it yesterday's
0: death count came in at 13. Is and I think the most it's got is uh, between about 20 to 30. Yeah, something around that. So I think what we'll start, um, Mike is with the most recent event, which obviously points to uh, a growing rebellion, <clears throat> and that's the uh London anti lockdown protest at Trafalgar Square on Saturday. So just to give a bit of a background, this is the latest. There's been a few other marches, hasn't there? And this is the latest yes. series. And um, I believe um, figures suggest that there were around about 35 to 40,000 people there, as was the case with the previous uh, anti-lockdown protests. The mainstream media in the main seemed to completely ignore it. I saw the BBC news it happened unfortunately, to see the BBC news on Saturday night. And there was not even a mention of it because it's really? not, not a significant event, of course. Now, what we're going to focus on uh, again, uh, Mike, in terms of the protest march on Saturday was, so they had similar speakers, so David Icke was there, he spoke, uh, Piers Corbyn, I always want to say Piers Morgan, but no, Piers <laughs> Corbyn, so um, yeah, he was there as well, and also uh, David Icke's son, he spoke as well. Oh, Gareth. Gareth Icke, um, yeah, I'm a friends with him on Facebook he, he posts some interesting stuff and I did see other footage they're all really inspiring speeches but perhaps what was most disturbing Mike was that after David Ike spoke um, I've messaged a few people online who were there and they told me there was like this real high energy amongst the crowd yeah. and then it was at that point um, that the police came in and started removing the crowd, starting attacking the crowd, let's, let's actually say it how it was. I was going and, to say, I've seen the
1: video footage of one of the police members chucking an old lady, it looked yeah, like so, it, uh, onto the floor. Has become
0: like an iconic image. And this was just at the point that the German doctor Heiko Schoening, I hope I pronounced that correctly, he was just about to speak, uh, and that's when the police came in. So just a bit of background, uh, Mike, in terms of this chap. So he's a German doctor. Um, He was arrested, wasn't he? But he's one of 500 German doctors um, who in the German um, parliament, it was a Corona Extra Parliamentary Inquiry Committee and he was part of this committee and they all were in agreement that uh, the excessive uh, measures related to the coronavirus and the lockdown measures Uh, bear no uh, relationship to the infection rate in other words as we've said many times they constitute a disproportionate response so he was obviously there it was a real coup for the organisers to get someone like him and then in the ensuing melee he was arrested and dragged off to Wandsworth police station and held overnight without charge which is actually illegal, I believe. In Um,
1: I think you can actually hold someone without charge for up to twenty-four hours, and then you've got to give them—you've um, got to give a reason why you're arresting them for them to try and keep them longer. So it was literally them almost going up to to the time limit of what they could, mm. um, without causing an international incident. If yeah, you know what yeah I mean. exactly.
0: And the interesting thing about this chap is, obviously, being a, a highly esteemed uh, doctor in Germany if he'd spoken I know the mainstream media ignored it but you might have had articles you know newspaper articles very hard to disfigure uh, sorry very hard to discredit a figure with that amount of kudos status uh, professional achievement within the mainstream narrative whereas the likes of David Icke, Piers Corbyn they're just conspiracy nutters and that's why call me cynical Mike I think that's why they arrested him Yeah, simple um, censorship totally agree with you there
1: Um, this sort of censorship has been happening online since the coronavirus came out you know you've got doctors telling you about hydrochloroquine Mm -hmm. and then you know the mainstream guys come out and go no that's wrong that'll kill you they were
0: mocking Trump yeah
1: but then it turned out that Fauci actually you know approved hydrochloroquine as a coronavirus back in the day yeah you know back like 10-20 years ago or something Mm. so it's all kind of like the amount of censorship that's going on at the moment is ridiculous and um, because they're trying to carry on this crazy narrative which doesn't have any founding, mm. any legs to stand on mm. and you know if you have people like official doctors trying to point it out you've got to either discredit them or stop them from
0: speaking mm. and sometimes they just go to the most brutal route which is yeah just arrest and uh, total uh, censorship the interesting thing um to consider is you know he was one of 500 this committee 500 german doctors
1: well it's not just doctors it's doctors and scientists scientists, coming together um and they're literally going well hang on the mainstream narrative that most governments in the world are perpetuating don't make sense you know where's the science to back it up like we they're going off the actual numbers that they're seeing in the hospitals and going, well, how are you getting these crazy predictive models when um, we can't get the same things
0: to match up? So the data doesn't match. essentially. Yeah. Now, the, the interesting thing about this is that more and more, I think this is going to happen. There's going to be more and more um, within the medical profession, doctors and also scientists who are going to come out and call it out this whole uh, coronavirus pandemic or psychological operation or scam. And I think we're reaching a stage where um, the authorities and government, national governments across the world, uh, Mike, really are struggling to keep control of this fear narrative. Well, they're doing their best. They're really trying
1: to, um, you know, keep the water at a hot temperature and turn oh, it up, the up boiling a bit more. The frog. Yeah. yeah but it is getting harder and harder to control it without it seeing like they're being draconian at the same time mm. um, so putting the fear on the universities and then locking the students up I think we're going to talk about that yeah. more later but yeah. it's things like that where it's just like they're having to go to the ridiculous mm. to keep the fear up
0: from the sublime to the ridiculous yeah Yeah. and i always at the start we did predict that it would reach a stage where you know at the beginning the likes of us and perhaps many of our listeners were saying this is a scam it's so obviously not a deadly you know pandemic that's going to kill lots of people it may or may not exist but it's definitely not a deadly pandemic and we we did say that eventually even those within the kind of grip of the matrix shall we say um, would, would would smell the roses and the genie would be out of the bottle. and that's where we are now and it's interesting to consider Mike, whether uh, will they go for more draconian measures or will they pull back? Because I think now, well, we'll go on to this in a moment. but I think here in the UK there's I think there might be a little bit of a pulling back because what we're seeing now, uh, opportune moment to mention is growing opposition not just within the medical scientific community, Across the world, but here within Parliament, so upwards of about eighty MPs have expressed their concern. Mainly Tory, which is interesting because you, you you wouldn't expect that, but never mind. <laughs> Maybe they described as libertarian Tories are said the nice to be, ones. <laughs> yeah, 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 human ones, yeah, are said to be up in arms about the government, the way in which they're constantly uh, introducing uh, more and more draconian lockdown measures without consulting uh, MPs of all parties. And not run, not giving uh, any of the MPs a vote, and they're now saying enough is enough. So this is another example of the way in which there is you Know a growing rebellion within broader society, Mike. Well, to be fair, I just
1: think that's those Tory MPs going, Hey, you're taking my power to vote away, exactly. This is crazy, and, yeah. I'm not going to stand for I'm, this. I'm
0: a you know, an honourable parla- parliamentarian, how so it is personal interest. Yeah, you can yeah. take the rights away of the people that vote for me, but you can't take my right to no, vote exactly. away. <laughs> and because, in a way, what I love about Covid sounds a bit odd, but the 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 real transformative about element about Covid is. For a lot of people, it is showing in broader society the kind of uh, indiscrepancies, the kind of illusions that we live under. It is revealing those. So it is showing democracy for the scam that it is. And MPs aren't going, oh, democracy is a sham, but they're going, hold on, as you say, Mike. can't take away my voting rights. You know, this is the mother of all parliaments. How dare they do that? And also, as I said in... um, a recent video that I did for my YouTube channel, check it out guys, shameless promo there, um, I'll <laughs> put a link in the description, my coronavirus kind of um, video diary that I'm doing, I said it's almost also self-preservation in that some of them will be maybe scared about losing their seat Mike, it could yeah. be just as simple as that, but it is all still part of the fact that the government agenda is unravelling. Um, And it
1: should be applauded I'm not sure if it's unravelling or it's um, kind of like just going on as they want it to To the point where even if it does unravel no one will have a a part or place to say anything to do anything about it Mm. Um, Just look at the Viva Vendetta um, Mm. way that um, you know an up-and-comer power hungry
0: Mm. You know, yeah, uses sure. the
1: virus to gain more power. Sure. Next thing we know, we're
0: we going to be calling Boris the High oh, Chancellor. Oh, yeah, High Chancellor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely.
1: So they're they're literally doing a power grab at this moment. Um, what was it? They took away. Um. Uh, what was it? Trial by joy Yeah. So that's out the window now. Yeah,
0: that April May time. Yeah under the cover of covid that was quietly yeah
1: yeah very quietly
0: yeah
1: um so there's no trial by jury anymore Mm. um you know the whole way there um even with the people that are standing up and protesting and saying you can't take our rights away Mm. you know we're trying to uncover the truth um and it is basically a scam pandemic in that sense and then next thing you know the media reports it as um well, they're, they're idiots they don't wear masks sure. they, they don't believe the virus exists, exists. Yeah, sure. which is not the whole point that's of not marching that's for. exactly
0: that's how they discredit because they'll they'll say covid deniers in order to invoke the whole idea that because they're conspiracy theorists they probably don't believe that the holocaust happened so that's again it's how they the language or the words that they use
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see
0: how long it'll be before the uh, quarantine camps get set up. quarantine camps, yeah, the equivalent, the British equivalent of FEMA camps. (laughs) So can I just check, Mike, do you believe then that we are now at this stage where more and more people know that the government are lying? uh, The government know that the people that we know that they're lying. But what are we going to do about it?
1: Well, isn't there a meme going around where it's just like, you know, that crazy kind of like sign that goes under the desk of it where it's just like, we're lying you know we're oh, lying. When they,
0: when they make the uh press announcements yeah the lectins. yeah i've seen yeah.
1: one of them that's like we're lying you know yeah. we're lying but yeah. what are you gonna do about <laughs> it yeah.
0: and we are at that point and it's a bit again it's analogous to that moment in *V for vendetta when the little girl she watches the news broadcast and she goes bollocks exactly and just walks off <laughs> you know we're up we are at that moment
1: so, we'll, I mean, even sorry. my mum, who at the beginning of this was totally you know hook, line, and sinker within every step of what the government was saying, sure. and she's someone who was actually on that shielding register, so she was like, Oh god, I've, I, I can't leave the house, yeah. And now it's just like, Oh, for god's sake, I've got to wear a mask at work, what's yeah. the point? I know, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, we'll move on now, uh, Mike, uh, to another important aspect of this whole idea of a growing rebellion and opposition. <clears throat> is... In recent days, we had the students here returning to university after their summer break and of course a lot of the uh, universities were doing mass testing because we yeah. knew would happen and the government were encouraging people, no, you, you return to university as normal and all the uh, chancellors of universities were saying, yeah, you come along and return. And of course, because of the dubious nature of the test, Very lots of dubious. students have tested positive. So a few thousand, I believe, across uh, a couple of dozen, around about 30 different universities have been locked down in their university accommodation. So we've seen scenes in the news and students are sharing online on Facebook. Uh, We've seen images of them putting up, um, you know, impromptu posters in the window, help send food. So basically they're being imprisoned and locked down. In their own accommodation, to the degree that universities have security at the entrance, say no, you can't leave. You can't leave to to go and buy food and drink. And we have scenes of parents perhaps having to travel for hours to go and uh, rescue their children by bringing them food. So it's a desperate situation, and there's been a lot of condemnation, even within the mainstream media. And yeah, uh, media... that's horrendous. It's because it's inhuman. like inhuman. Yeah, it's and again, it's this is whereby. The government and whatever powers are the globalist powers behind them, they're overplaying their hand. And and, and this is a way in which, um, you know, even normal media commentators and mainstream journalists are saying, hold on, this is a bit like 1984. Didn't we win the war, Second World War, to stop these kind of things happening? So yeah. this is why I think there might be a little bit of a pullback or a little bit of a pause, because it's like, I happen to watch, um, sometimes I watch Sky News, I know, sounds awful doesn't it, research Mike, research. (laughs) Hey you want just a good laugh, the ridiculous things I say. But at half ten they review the papers, and you know me, I like to keep abreast of what's happening. And they had two well-known journalists, or hacks as I like to call them, and both of them were saying... This is they've gone too far, locking students down. It's wrong. What about their mental health? It's absolutely outrageous. We've got to, you know, OK, I, they were saying they understand that there is um, an issue of protecting people's health. But what about people's freedom and liberty? There's a balance. And they were both saying, well, we've gone too far in, you know, the, the, the scales have gone too far <coughs> away from you know, protecting people's freedom and individual rights. And they both said, actually, it's becoming like George Orwell 1984. And these are both. These are both. You know, one's Matthew Parrish, who's a well-known journalist for The Times, I believe, many decades. You know, a full mainstream, you know, in the matrix would, you know, a vocal voice that would defend the system. Now, if people like that are coming out and calling it, the government will be a bit worried, won't they?
1: Um, Sorry, that was a long polemic. Yeah, then. but Sorry. um, they don't have to be worried about it if it's none of their concern, if you get what I mean. Right. What do you
0: mean by that?
1: Well, everything they've been doing is just like breezing forward, not listening to anyone, not listening to actual experts, just the, the government-controlled ones that can uh, parrot on... Or well, government-sponsored
0: scientists. Yeah, so. exactly.
1: So they've just been... Ploughing through this plan like um, set the, before them, the globalist agenda of how mean to... I script as I call it. Yep, and they've been carrying on like without any pause, and any pause that they've had has been a planned pause.
0: Right, so they would have, when they, um, when they ran this through their computer program, I'm not sure what the phrase is, but when they were going to work, work out all the different scenarios, yep. opposition here, opposition from these groups within society, They would have worked out, right, okay, for this period we maybe need to stop, have a pause, and then we'll move forward. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
1: I mean, and literally, um, if people start saying stuff about it, it's just like, well, it's too late, it's already happening. Right,
0: okay, so the horse has bolted. Yeah. So the interesting thing, just I want to bring back to the horrific scenes, and I think it is horrific to see these poor youngsters, they're 18, 19, if they're new freshers, a lot of them were. You know, they were going into a stressful situation being away from home. And there they are bloody locked up in the uni halls. And as you and I know, they ain't exactly huge spaces. Well, t-
1: to be fair, it's more about the destruction of the human spirit. Yeah,
0: this is the overall umbrella term for this whole exercise.
1: Yeah, um, especially with the, you know, call them the second lockdown measures that are being introduced. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they're finally living away from their parents for the first time, I'm probably going to have my freedom. Oh, no, I'm locked out. No freshers fair.
0: No freshers week. No going to the pub. I mean, I believe in Scotland, (laughs) we Jimmy Cranky has said that they can't even go to the pub. No Scottish students can go to the pub. I mean, we are in, you know, beyond tyranny.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, And even if you can go to the pub, you get kicked out of Oh, if you don't have the app,
0: you might not be allowed in. I mean... (laughs) oh let's talk about that out later there's yeah, many, yeah, that, much yeah. to go
1: into but um, keeping with the students there's already been threats by the government If like if you don't obey the laws you're not going to see your kids at christmas time oh they've
0: threatened they have threatened Well, they pulled back on it yesterday but they have threatened to say that students over the two week two week like holiday that kids have when they're at uni yeah. they might have to not even go back and see their friends and family yeah it's actually awful and I saw um, some footage that students had filmed whilst imprisoned, not quarantined, let's say it as it is, yeah. imprisoned. And they were very eloquently saying, bless them, I feel so sorry for them, you know, supposed to be the time of their life, saying, hold on a minute, the government and, you know, the universities, head of the universities, management was saying, come back, we welcome you back. Why didn't they test us at home? <laughs> You know, and and secondly, they're saying all of this university education is now online. Why am I paying 9000 fees a year? To be honest. Again, it's like a trap that the government has set.
1: The university system is appalling and is much involved in that. And I'll get to that at a later date, but not today. But the one thing is to be said for is it's all about the extra money they earn by you living at their accommodation.
0: Sure, that's where they get all the money. So it
1: was a financial thing at the same time. Yeah. And, but,
0: and also, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Mike also a lot of universities get money from foreign students especially Chinese well they haven't this September so they're already in quite a difficult financial position aren't they
1: exactly so um but going back to the whole thing of fear and trying to break the spirit of uh, of humanity yeah it comes with the the idea that essentially um Christmas is cancelled this year. I mean, every German market that we normally
0: have. Yeah, we have one in here in Southampton, don't we? Yeah. In um,
1: Winchester. And they've apparently been cancelled. Yeah, yeah. And Which is essentially devastating for most people because it's one of their
0: favourite parts of the Christmas sure. experience. And I would put this under the whole cancelling of attendance of people at sports, sports uh, events. Uh, still no fans at Premier League games, lower league games as well. And it is about... Those things where we gather together with other people, which are a bit of an outlet. And I know people say, well, it's all bread and circuses for the masses, you know, like back to ancient Rome. But actually, it's how people like to enjoy themselves, gather with fellow human beings and talk about the game over a beer. And it really is that they do want to break the human spirit. And I know that sounds very conspiratorial, so I do apologise. But... um, I am worried about the amount of extra suicides that there's going to be over the autumn and winter. It does concern yeah,
1: me. It, it is quite a worrying thing to think about, um, especially all the um, you know, people that can't go and see their families, you know, yeah, in exactly. that time when they want to the most.
0: And there's also the other thing, if you're someone that's already suffering from addictions, you might be suffering from depression, um, your normal su- support groups now, they'll all be on Zoom. And as we know, therapies and counselling sessions they really, to be really fully beneficial, they need to be in person. It's yeah. not the same on Zoom. you know. Especially isn't... when you can just press mute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is worrying. So I think I'll broaden it out a bit now, uh, Mike, to talk about culture, and particularly uh, this whole uh, growing rebellion in terms of recently, uh, musicians have coming out more and more. Well, not all of them. Jedwood a fully paid uh, me- member Who? of Jed- Jedward. Jedwood, they're a, a, an, an Irish group that... Oh, uh, it's not a person, no, no, no. it's a duo. I think they won X Factor a few years back.
1: I, though, the ones with the
0: crazy, the like, meter long tall, yeah, spiked hair, yeah. So they're following the script. But those who aren't include such people as Ian Brown, former lead singer of Stone Roses, no less. Van Morrison, he he has uh, written an anti lockdown song, and Ian Brown has. And Jim Core, he's, he likes his conspiracies, he's yeah. come out in the past <laughs> of the cause, of course and uh, has spoken about chemtrails and Noel Gallagher has said in his own in in inevitable way uh, bollocks to lockdown and wearing a mask so I kind of agree with yeah, all yeah. that simple statement but you know. I mean as we know um, culture and musicians are important Mike because they have millions of followers you know so they you know um, if a lot of their um, people that enjoy their music do chime with their views that's quite a a powerful oppositional force to what's going
1: on yeah it can be very helpful the more people that find out or hear about the anti-lockdown um idea it's like when you're questioning the system and going, well, this is a bit bollocks, isn't it? Sure. But everyone around, around you is going, no, 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 it's seriously, you've you got to do this. You kind of like just go with the flow. But, you go um,
0: back into your shell. Yeah, but yeah. if the
1: more people will stand up, especially um celebrity profile people, stand mm. up and go, let's do something about this, Um, mm. and actually introduce a song to the public to to help that idea spread, mm. fantastic.
0: Well, it gives veracity and credence to... Uh, pub- members of the public their viewpoint and they might think well they, a lot of their friends and family might not agree with them but if their favourite musician is in agreement with their opinion it gives them confidence I Exactly, yeah. and that's where it's very important. Um, the other important thing to, uh, I want to refer back Mike to this growing rebellion within parliament is I feel uh, it's important to point out that some of the growing opposition is because recently the government again they just it just happened, no discussion in parliament was Um, they've now actually they're saying that you can be fined if you test positive and you refuse to self-isolate or if you travel and then you come back and it's in one of those countries whereby you have to self-isolate for two weeks because before it was advisory and I didn't realize this but apparently now you can be fined it starts with like a thousand pounds and then it builds up but again this wasn't discussed in parliament what was it it's Um, outrageous
1: the other thing about the masks they were only advisory advisory, for like two months and then they've only just become mandatory in the latest lockdown measures
0: yeah and also what we have in terms just of an an update for people in case they're unfamiliar so i think it was yesterday it was uh it went into force that all of northeast around south shields and newcastle Um, then they can no longer Mix households. basically you can't visit your friends and family if they live in another household, as they often do.
1: Well I'm glad that rule's not down here, otherwise we couldn't do this We couldn't do well. these <laughs>
0: podcasts, could we? And the other thing is those similar restrictions now apply to sixty percent of the Welsh population. Which is again extreme sixty
1: percent. Is I the know. other forty percent doing all right? So it's like yeah we'll let
0: them That's off. where all the sheep are. I
1: don't <laughs> Okay. <then.
0: laughs> I don't know, but again it's how they've been doing things with these localized lockdowns haven't they and they haven't yet gone they haven't we had they haven't imposed another second national lockdown but i do you think they will before christmas
1: well to be fair i predicted that um we would roughly be going into a second lockdown anywhere from the mid-september to mid-october so
0: there's still a few weeks left
1: still a few weeks left on my predictions but it was interestingly to note that it was roughly around the middle of September when they started to reintroduce these um, we've got to we've got to worry about the second wave and introduce more measures and stuff like that so I was fairly spot on when it came to that prediction but um, no lockdown as yet and truthfully speaking I don't want to be in a second lockdown but it is interesting to note like you said that um, ever since we came out of lockdown at least one city has been on a lockdown this year
0: as as like an example almost like the bad example well yeah. you don't want to be like Leeds you don't want to be like Newcastle yeah so. and what was the first one they did it was Leicester that was it yeah, yeah Leicester and then you had all the scandal about the clothes manufacturers the fact that they weren't even paying their staff in a lot of them the minimum wage so. oh yeah
1: wasn't that boohoo or something like yeah, that boo-hoo. yeah
0: <laughs> so you had that scandal the other interesting things in terms of recent measures that have been introduced so I believe it started this weekend we had the 10pm curfew in pubs and restaurants and are now they're saying, oh, well, you have this, the big, um, you know, the problem is everyone's turfed out at the same time. And you have, you know, dozens of people gathering on the street. And it's almost as if, again, oh, the one thing that we didn't want to happen is happening. Exactly.
1: And this is what I keep saying. And I think we went on about quite extensively um, on the last episode mm. where we were talking about um, how all the actions of the government's done. Has, set has had the opposite effect of what you think they're doing it for. Sure. Um, and again. They're following the same pattern. So I'm not surprised, but it is
0: idiotic. (laughs) And, uh, you know, as people keep pointing out, this is disastrous for the for the hospitality industry, isn't it? I mean, you can imagine if you it means that um, restaurants are obviously having to uh, stop bookings because people can't book meals at a later point. They probably have to curtail that. And also with pubs, you know, what time is last orders now?
1: Well, what was it i think most pubs are say last order is about um nine quarter past nine kick right. you out at about half nine because right. they still so it's want before ten yeah because they want half because to clear up yeah because literally everyone has to be out by ten
0: yeah so that would be the same in restaurants so their last mm. table booking would probably be eight o'clock if that <laughs>
1: it's
0: absolutely yeah and and i think as i say more and more people are as the as the measures become more and more nonsensical, more and more illogical, more and more disproportionate, as we said earlier, I think more and more people are going to just go, ah, oh, this is just BS. It's just nonsense. Well,
1: my well, the idea I'm thinking of right now is the fact that they're using this to kind of like get everyone to that point, and then their solution is. Well, now you're ready for the vaccine. Let's introduce that. So everyone goes, yeah, I'll get the vaccine and I can go back to normal. So
0: it's and then I, just finally, if this is an important point to finish, uh, Mike, on the NHS app, because what they're going to move to is whereby they can bring in even more localised lockdowns. Literally, it'll be a, like a small district, not even like a whole town or city based on the use of the app. So we were discussing this earlier. I think they want to sow even more confusion. So you'll have literally local, local lockdowns where it'll be a number of streets. And then you'll wake up one day, you'll check your phone, the app. Is it, is it green today? Oh, shit. It's red. I can't even go out. I can't go to work. I can't see my mate. I can't go to the pub. And then by Friday, it'll be green. You can do that. And and I agree with you. So they want six months of this. Yeah. Sounds very conspiratorial. I do apologise. But then come the March, it'll be, are you fed up with all these measures? Do you just want some sanity oh vaccine exactly so that's
1: the the, the plan i think they're following at the moment mm. it's either that or they're making themselves look so much like clowns that everyone will a uh, mass awakening and goes well who needs government anymore if this is the best we can well, do well that's
0: what i'm hoping but then as i said in in a recent uh, video for my youtube corona video diary they're going to start putting up a uh, controlled opposition, you know, like Ni- Nigel Farage, potentially an anti-lockdown party. So we need to be um, careful of the, the for kind of fake opposition. And yeah. no, the solution won't come through the political paradigm. You know, and it's not <laughs> going to be Nigel Farage. You know, we need well, to definitely sum- not <laughs> definitely not that like him. But and a lot of people say to me, rightly say, so, well, if it isn't politics, what is it? Ant? Well,
1: we have no idea.
0: Yeah, uh, it might be quite an organic thing, but I just say, as we draw things to a conclusion, Mike, for this uh, particular episode, I think it has to be an organic process, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, um, it's not something that will be done overnight. We need to see um, big changes, but um, it's definitely not come come from um, the current political system, put it that way. No,
0: And, and I think it just, lastly on this point, Mike, it's important to say it does begin with us just not consenting, just walking away. Not getting yeah. angry or defiant, but just walking away. Enough is enough.
1: Yeah, like especially with this app. Don't, don't download it, don't sure. use it. I mean, to be honest, um, the BS that comes with the app is um, apparently on the first week of it being around, you couldn't actually log a um, negative test on it. So you couldn't so you tell. Couldn't... You oh, couldn't... that's a handy glitch. Yeah, you couldn't tell it, I'm fine, I'm safe, I don't have it. You couldn't um and then it came with the But then they corrected it done yeah.
0: about three hours
1: and then there was um the location logging problem right so say you go into a starbucks just to buy a cup of coffee mm. and you log in using the app to say you've been there mm. that will then log you into that place for the next six hours Right, so even if six hours time or just under someone with the virus does come in and clocks into the same place So it's not just during the period you're in that. Y- yeah Sneaky S- buggers. So actually you're they're saying you're there far longer than you really were And right. so when it comes to the whole track and trace, oh, you've got to self isolate It could be someone that was five hours later was like, what What is that anything to do with me? But suddenly now because of the app it's saying you've oh got to self isolate,
0: and we've been told by Mr. Hancock, the health secretary. What the hell he knows about health is interesting. But apparently, ten million Brits have downloaded the app. Well, that's not Mike and I, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other anyway, thing.
1: That's is... roughly uh, about a sixth, yeah. a seventh of the entire UK population. Doesn't seem right, really. No. Well, I. To be fair, I can. not I guess since every pub restaurant has been like, oh, can you just download the app before you come in or something, people are more likely to do it. I mean, I just go, hey, can you just write my name and number down? That'll be good enough for me.
0: But people have been. I've heard reports of people posting stories on Facebook of where they have been uh, denied entry because uh, they don't have the app to various bu- you know, pubs, restaurants, public buildings of all description. And this is where it is. This is where I feel that you know. We are coming to a real critical point because if people don't play along with the app, then the government aren't going to be, be able to um, roll out the whole the whole vaccine because that will be based around the app. It's like they train us with the whole testing regime and then following that it will be the vaccine. What do you feel about that?
1: Well, I think you're absolutely right in their plans. But um, like you said beforehand, it's best to just walk away. Don't
0: engage. Whilst we can. Yeah. That's the thing.
1: I mean, how long is it going to be before I'm going to make a little shelter in the woods?
0: (laughs) Yeah, what do they, oh, that's interesting, because have you seen certain local authorities now promoting, like, bug out bags? Have you seen that online? Wasn't the NHS promoting it as well? Yes, the NHS, yeah, like disaster prepping, you know, it's like, what do they know that's coming? You know, that we're not being told, or is it just generally, it might be something they do every year no i don't think it is no. um
1: and honestly so it was within, like a
0: rock sack wasn't it yeah With...
1: within the coronavirus act they have the powers to um remove people from houses
0: right okay if they emergency powers act
1: yeah um mm. and so if they keep playing this thing out as i think they are oh, cool. they're gonna have quarantine camps then they're suddenly gonna be able to use this app you know, with the fake logging of location systems going on, to be like, Okay, and we wanna get you now, so we're just gonna fudge the data so we can come and get you. Right. Okay. And then they have full power to come and kind of like snatch you from your house. All based
0: on to protect
1: your health, to all all in the name of public health. And then it's not gonna be long before um you know, especially with the fact that um people are being encouraged to snitch on their neighbours. I know. Government ministers encouraging people to snitch. When was the last time that happened?
0: I know, yeah, yeah. Wasn't this place called um, Nazi Germany? Exactly, yeah. There are too many parallels. It is be- becoming, um, yeah, it's becoming really disturbing. Anyway, Mike, I think we'll round things up for today. It's been an interesting discussion on the whole. Growing rebellion or awakening within society. And uh, so do you have any closing thoughts? Um. Apart from the fact that
1: we are slowly slipping into um, a totalitarian Nazi Germany style mm. government system um, and just hoping that this message reaches enough people to start um, stopping
0: that from happening. Yeah, uh, thank you for that Mike. I would just like to add, I do feel though that the more pressure they apply, the more ridiculous. Um, you know as you were saying tyrannical measures that they impose upon the population of this country the more that should help people to wake up to the truth of this coronavirus pandemic and that is my hope but my only concern is a lot of people will say well how do we oppose this how do we push back if it's not through politics if it's not through local government what can we actually do well to be fair it kind of has
1: to be through politics mm. just without
0: the political labels
1: yeah but and it has to not be politics at the same time like if you get like two three four million people meeting up at london to have a um, you know a march of demonstration and say we will not stand for this mm. that is still just a march that can turn violent and be dismayed or kind of like disvowed Mm. but at the same time if there was a a movement within the political system to try and kind of like counteract this Mm. um, you know tyranny at the same time it's like a pincer movement something happening you know on either side of the political spectrum Mm. to help something happen Mm. but um, yeah like you said the controlled opposition aspect where you've got Nigel Farage creating an anti-lockdown party I mean, yeah, a lot of people would go with that, I reckon, because everyone's fed up with the bollocks um, mm. of the what's going on at the moment. Mm. But at the same time, Nigel Farage is definitely not the person to yeah. solve all our problems, if yeah, you know what I mean. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I would just finally, uh, Mike, um, like to share with our listeners that during these times, um, during these crazy times when a lot of, what us so-called conspiracy types truthers have been predicting for many many years and we just see it playing out in front of us it is like living in a dystopian movie it's just about you know um about trying to keep our energies high during this time get out in nature if you can no. do your favorite things have your favorite meals you know um get into being creative um uh, I know these things sound like cliches, but I do struggle sometimes to uh, remember to do those things. So sometimes a, a gentle reminder can be really helpful.
1: Yeah, you get drawn too much into looking at news stories on Facebook. Yeah, I do. And I'm
0: constantly on my face is like, you know, to the latest news feed of what Boris Johnson is proposing next in terms of lockdown. So, yeah, that's what I have to follow. So thank you all for for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said at the beginning, please do um, check out my new youtube channel uh i've got a interesting um kind of uh, vlog at the moment uh mike which is my corona video diary so you can see my mugshot on, on youtube and i'll put a link in the video description so uh i'll just leave you all with these wise words once again is remember folks if you're not in control of your consciousness then someone else is bye for now